Welcome to Season 1, Episode 9 of So Strange. I'm your host, Andy Myers. I'm an author, a paranormal researcher, and as you're about to learn on today's episode, I'm also a psychic medium. So I guess the cat's finally out of the bag. You know, up until now, I hadn't mentioned that part of my professional work, and it's not because I'm ashamed of it, but simply because I have no intentions of using this show as a means to advertise for my psychic services. That being said, uh, I assume that if you're open-minded about things such as aliens, alternate dimensions, and all the other strange stuff that we cover on this show, I figured you might be open to angels, heavenly synchronicities, signs from the afterlife, and those other subjects that I'm familiar with as a psychic medium. So I thought for today's episode I'd break format a little bit and share audio from a Facebook Live that I recently conducted. So what you're about to hear is the raw audio. Uh, unrehearsed, unfiltered. It's the recording from the live Q&A session where I allowed people to ask me anything. And I love doing those because I never know what types of questions people are going to ask me. It uh, it really puts me on the spot, which which I don't mind at all. I actually enjoy it. It's a great way to connect with people who follow my page. And, you know, I've come to learn that many of you listeners here on So Strange have been trickling into my Facebook page and vice versa. Many from my Facebook page have become new listeners of the show. So I think there's naturally a lot of overlap because, again, if a person's open-minded about one paranormal subject, I guess they're likely to be open-minded about most paranormal subjects. So without further ado... Secure your earbuds and prepare yourself for any number of odd topics, because things are about to get so strange. Hello, everybody. Good evening. Thanks for joining me here on Facebook Live. And I uh, hope you're having a good Monday. Hopefully you're not having a case of the Mondays. It is uh, currently 7.30 p.m. Central Time here in Omaha, which means I officially started my day 15 hours ago at 4.30 in the morning. I woke up to a huge clap of thunder, which was actually pretty relaxing. We had a nice little thunderstorm rolling through Omaha at that time. And I heard hail, a <laughs> pea-sized hail, took a peek out my window, and uh, sure enough, and at that point, I kind of, you know, shrugged my shoulders and went, eh, I don't really feel all that tired, so might as well just get up and start doing something. So I cracked open my computer, poured myself a cup of coffee, and I started working on my latest book. And I'm proud to say uh, I hammered out 20 pages today. So hopefully, at this rate, I can release the next book before Christmas time, which would be awesome, because uh, my last book came out yeah, back on January 11th, and I was uh, planning on releasing another one before the end of the year, so... But if you're just hopping on here, go ahead and let me know that you can hear me and see me okay. Why don't you go ahead and drop a comment. Uh, just let me know where you're tuning in from. I'm sure we're going to have people from all over the place, probably East Coast, West Coast, and probably some Omaha natives here. So hi to Lissy. First uh, quick draw McGraw. First one in the house here. But we'll let people trickle in. Uh, we got 35 people watching so far. We usually you know, creep up to 75 to 100 people. Uh, hi to Misty from Illinois. Hi to Dawn from Kansas. We have Monica joining from Omaha. And we have Kimberly from Omaha. We have somebody from Kansas City. Hi to Mona. And uh, yeah, thanks. Uh, somebody from Arkansas. Hi to Debbie Goad. So, uh, wherever you're tuning in from, if there's anyone from Salem, Massachusetts, hopefully there will be, uh, I'm coming for you. Because here in just a few weeks, I am hopping on a plane I'm going to Salem, Massachusetts, going to get my witch on, going to get a little witchy, going to do some ghost tours and some uh, witch tours and uh, kind of get a little taste of fall, which is fitting 
Because I, let me tell you how ready for fall I am, ladies and gentlemen. For nearly a month, I've already had my fall decorations up in my living room. <laughs> I swear to God, it was a day, it was like 110 degrees with humidity here in Omaha. And I said, screw this, I'm going to pretend it's fall. So my daughter, Skye, and myself, we went to the store, we bought all sorts of you know, decorations and pumpkin things, and we bought some pumpkin spice candles, and we just we just went all out. So every night I turn on these candles and my little glowing lights, and I and, and I just I sit there and pretend it's fall. And uh, but anyway, I'm not here to talk about pumpkin spice everything. I'm here to answer a few questions, believe it or not. So uh, you know, I'll preface this by saying I'm not, I'm not offering you know psychic readings or or connecting with deceased loved ones tonight. But I am offering uh, general answers to general questions. So if you are into ghosts, angels, spirit guides, reincarnation, uh, or even something a little more bizarre, you know, time travel, aliens, Bigfoot, uh, UFOs, uh, alternate realities, other dimensions, uh, the weirder the better. If you want me to interpret a dream, <laughs> maybe I can do that. Uh, but I won't be giving psychic readings tonight. And speaking of weird things. Has anyone been having like weird electronic issues lately? Because when I pulled up my computer just a few minutes ago, and I was on it all day long, I was literally on my computer 12 hours today writing my book, but when I went to get on just a few minutes ago, my entire desktop is empty. Now, it was cluttered before. I was almost embarrassed to have people see it before. I had like 50,000 things on my desktop. Word documents, apps, you know, other things, and I, I get it, it's complete, it's like a brand new computer. My documents are there if you type and search for them, but they just poof and appeared off the off the desktop. I think it's the universe's way of telling me to quit being a, an electronic slob and get my life together and maybe put these things in folders. Debbie Goad says, my TV keeps turning on by itself. Yep, got them couch potato ghosts trying to catch a little late night uh, friends or the office or whatever whatever show they're into. Um, hi to Christina Raber. Nancy Carlson wants to know, do I still do psychic readings? Uh, yeah, Nancy, I do uh, psychic readings all the time, just about every, <laughs> just about every day it seems like. But nowadays my, my psychic sessions are primarily focused on introducing people to the guardian angels, tapping into past lifetimes, uh, giving people insight on subjects such as career, work, family, you know, kids, relationship issues, things like that. Now, the, the connecting with deceased loved ones, I still do that as well, the mediumship, if you choose to call it that. But I only do those at the group events, and the next group event is on this Saturday, which is, uh, and it's going to be a Zoom event. The event is called Heaven on Earth Gallery Reading. Tickets are uh, on sale right now on my website, so go ahead and check that out if you'd like. Uh, <laughs> someone said they pulled out their broom to give it a tune-up. Other people are saying they love the fall. Got a couple of uh, fellow uh, witch enthusiasts out there. Hi to Vicky from Sioux City, Iowa. Hi to Kelly from Florida. Just trying to get to everyone's comments here. And I'm going to try to skip around a little bit. I always notice in hindsight after I do these live events, I get hung up on some of the earlier comments, and then I tend to neglect some of the newer ones. So I'm going to try to bounce around uh, a little bit. Uh, I'll just remind everybody, someone's asking if their parents... Uh, are together. I assume she means in the afterlife. Uh, Kristen, I'm not doing psychic readings tonight. Uh, simple answer is yes. You know, if you've lost anyone throughout the course of your life, everyone that you know and have lost, they're having one big, huge, amazing party in the afterlife. I guarantee it. The pets are there too. Um, 
heck, your, your loved ones probably have the dogs and cats dressed up in costumes, and they're probably giving them all sorts of treats uh, that they weren't allowed to have here on Earth. Uh, Monica Hansen uh, has a good question. She says, what is the average number of lifetimes for people that you have seen? You know, in my past life, and it's funny you asked this, Monica, just this morning in my book, which I'm not going to tell you exactly what it's about, but just this morning while I was working on my book, I addressed that very question. Average number of lifetimes in terms of, we're talking past lives, reincarnation, I don't know if I can say an average, but people are always wanting to know what, what constitutes an old soul. How many lifetimes would a person need to have lived in order to be considered an old soul? My simple answer is 30-some past lifetimes. Uh, people who've lived 40-some past lifetimes would be considered a very old soul. And those who have lived 50 or more are in a very small category. Uh, those people are either <laughs> crazy or they're a glutton for punishment or, you know, truth be told, they're probably the wisest among all of us. But yeah, so... Um, you know, it's uh, it kind of varies. But really, more than the number itself is what a person does with every given lifetime. You know, and, and I, you know, I'll tell you what, I, in a crazy world that's hard to know what to believe in, I'm going to go on record, and I've said this before, but I'm going to go on record and say I 100% believe that reincarnation is real and that we have all lived past lifetimes. There's overwhelming, shocking, amazing, validating proof of this out there. I mean, for one, you have, you know, children who remember their past lifetimes with such clarity. They have names and dates and the things that can be fact-checked. Um, but, you know, it's, it's what you do with a given lifetime. So it doesn't, you know, somebody lived, you know, somebody who lived 20 action-packed, really rewarding, very meaningful past lifetimes could have, you know, evolved spiritually and personal, personally more than another person who may have lived 40 lifetimes but wasted it twiddling their thumbs and, and hiding from their problems. Uh, so the more, you know, the, the more courageous a person is during the time they have here on earth, the more they can advance, evolve, and, and kind of become an old soul. Uh, Kristen uh, Talbert, really good question. How do you know if you've lived a past lifetime? Uh, there's a lot of clues to this, Kristen. I always tell people, pay attention to three things. Well, more than three things, but uh, pay attention. Are you fascinated with a particular time period? You know, maybe it's 1800s. Maybe it's uh, Renaissance time period. Maybe it's ancient, you know, um, you know, the Dark Ages. So pay attention to what time periods you're fascinated with. Uh, pay attention to which historical events you feel drawn to, whether it's the Titanic, the bubonic plague, the Renaissance, the, um, you know, what, what have you. And the other thing is, uh, which locations are you drawn to? Is it England? Is it Ireland? Have you always wanted to visit Scotland or France or Egypt? And you're not really sure why, but you're just absolutely fascinated with it. Those are some clues. That, yeah, Viking, bingo for me too, Kristen. I know I was a Viking in the back in the uh, 11th century, 10th century. Yeah, so whatever you feel drawn to. You know, the cool thing about living in today's world of internet, Netflix, you know, uh, all these streaming services and, and social media too, is it exposes us to a lot of imagery that could give us a sense of deja vu as it relates to past lifetimes. So yeah, me too, Kristen. If I'm watching a show about Vikings, like it literally gives me goosebumps because uh, I, I know I've been there. I know I've done that in a past life. Uh, ditto when I watch Dances with Wolves. You know, because I know I was a Native American in the 1800s here in the Midwest. And anyone who's read my book, The Sky Diaries, 
uh, knows that story full well. But yeah, it's, you know, places, events, time periods that we feel drawn to, or it could be an activity. It could be just about any activity. Are you naturally good at something with no explanation as to how you got so good so quickly? You look at some of these children throughout the world, these phenoms, you know, the four-year-old kid who can throw a baseball like a professional. Well, maybe he was a professional in a past life. Or, you know, the eight-year-old kid who's playing, uh, who's a master pianist playing in concerts, you know, from the time he's just a, a young lad. Uh, maybe he was, you know, Mozart. or <laughs> Maybe not Mozart, but maybe he was a, a master pianist in a past life. So, you know, but we're, we're drawn to certain things, and I think a lot of it's rooted in, in previous lifetimes. Jenny Schaefer says, I have been inviting my family members to join me in my dreams for months, and she's getting nothing. She's curious as to why. She's thinking that they are all busy at their jobs in heaven. You know, that's, you know, I don't know if Jenny said that seriously or jokingly, but there is, there is some validity to that. I mean, yes, the afterlife is a very real place. Yes, it's perfect. It's awesome. There's no mosquitoes. There's no taxes. <laughs> there's no crime or violence or pollution. But you can technically have a job, a quote-unquote job over there. And uh, one of the most noble jobs I believe a person can perform in the afterlife is that of a guardian angel. In other words, helping keep tabs on one lucky person here on earth to ensure that their journey is a, is a good one and a safe one and, and is a meaningful voyage. So yeah, Jenny, maybe your, maybe your parents have signed up to be someone's guardian angel. <laughs> maybe, the, maybe that person's keeping them rather busy. But also, and again, you know, this is not an intuitive hunch so much as just a general pondering, but I wonder how well you're actually sleeping, Jenny. I know a lot of us think we're getting good quality sleep, uh, but we're not really hitting those deep levels of that REM sleep. And unless you're getting into those really deep sleep levels, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, you're not remembering your dreams when you wake up. So even if your parents are visiting you, it kind of flutters away, you know, by the time you open your eyes. But keep setting the intention, Jenny. Don't give up just yet. I've noticed that for some of us, the fall season is just notorious for getting us into a little bit more of a spiritual zone or a little bit more of a intuitive pocket, if you will. And so maybe, you know, just maybe if the September and October winds blow just right, maybe your family members will eventually show up and say a little, how do you do in your dreams? And those dream visits are so powerful. You know, if anyone listening has has ever experienced this, you will never forget it. You know, a deceased loved one comes to you in your dream. They look young, happy, youthful, uh, exuberant. They look quite literally perfect. And, you know, sometimes they don't even say anything necessarily. Sometimes they'll just offer a smile or a hug. Sometimes they'll, like, transfer a thought or a feeling to you. You know, one of complete and total unconditional love but those dream visits are powerful you'll never you'll never forget it when it occurs and they don't occur very often you know if you're lucky you could have one of those dream visits just once or twice throughout your whole life but you got to be patient and uh, believe me they're they're worth waiting for this episode is brought to you by paramount plus Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Uh, Jen Barada Pillage says, I'm terrified of, like, medicine man type stuff. I swear something bad has happened. You know, I don't know. Um, 
by medicine men, I, I assume maybe she's talking about like Native American culture, like a medicine man. I don't know. I'm telling you, man, I'm going to get t-shirts made that say it's a past life thing or it's an old soul thing. Because a lot of what we experience, our fears, our phobias, our, our strengths, our talents, our interests, our natural predispositions that we're born with, so much of this is rooted in previous lifetimes. And although our brain can't remember all those past life adventures, the soul rarely forgets. And so, yeah, I don't know, maybe you had a, a bad run-in with a medicine man, or uh, <laughs> I don't know, um, maybe you got bad advice from a doctor in a past life in the 1800s. Yeah, it's kind of dicey back then. You know, doctor comes into the office smoking on a cigarette, giving you, you know, health advice. Come on, doc. <laughs> Different times, man. It was like the Wild West back then. And speaking of that, back in the Wild West, your doctor was probably also your dentist slash priest. <laughs> you know, people wearing many hats back then. Uh, let's see. Renee Rupenkamp says, wants to know, have I ever connected with an earthbound spirit? Yeah, I have. Uh, earthbound spirit, a.k.a. ghost, uh, a.k.a. person who passed away and is so stubborn that he or she has not yet crossed into the afterlife. Yeah, I've crossed paths with a couple of ghosts before. Um, I'm going to be honest, I'd rather be in a real haunted house than one of those fake haunted house attractions that pop up around Halloween. Because <laughs> uh, I can handle a real ghost. They're, they're not as scary as Hollywood leaves us to believe. Usually, you know, I haven't done a paranormal investigation in many years because I'm just too busy. But the ones that I've done, they're pretty mild. They're pretty low-key. In fact, even peaceful at times. It's dark. It's quiet. You're just kind of waiting for... For something to, to happen give me that any day of the week compared to one of these haunted house attractions where you have a clown chasing you with a freaking chainsaw uh, no thanks <laughs> but yeah I mean earthbound entities I, I think this is just my opinion I think they're more rare than people realize I think Hollywood has led us to believe that ghosts are everywhere and better watch your back because they're going to get you, they're going to scratch you, they're going to kick you down a flight of stairs. Um, ghosts are rare because the vast majority of people who, who pass over, I believe, safely make it into the afterlife. Because generally, their loved ones that they've lost and, and gone before them, they essentially take them by the hand and pull them you know, through the, through the other side and, and then they arrive there safely. Uh, Chris Witt wants to know, have I ever done a psychic reading on someone and they didn't have a past lifetime? Uh, have you met with people that are here for the first time? I've been a psychic medium among other hats that I wear, but I've been doing all this for about 15 years, Chris. And no, not once have I come across somebody who uh, was, was uh, brand new. I've never come across somebody who was on lifetime number one. I have crossed paths with a couple people that had a totally different energy, if you catch my drift. And I'm not going to say they were an alien, but I'm not not going to say it. <laughs> it made for a pretty awkward session because I couldn't figure out what they wanted or why they were there. They were stoic. They were disengaged. It was, it was just bizarre. And that's only happened maybe twice out of all these years I've been doing this. But no, as far as I know, I've never, uh, I've never crossed paths with somebody who's a first-timer. We've all had past lifetimes. Uh, the old souls of the bunch here have had more than the average bear. And, uh, you know, but past lives by far uh, a subject that I'm very passionate about. Uh, ooh, Christina Raber says that she's been having time travel dreams, especially last night. I want details. 
email me. <laughs> Hit me up, andymyersmanagement at gmail.com. If anybody has a strange story you want to share about time travel or even things that are even weirder, please send them to me. I will read them, and with your permission, I might even share them on my new podcast, which is called So Strange. Uh, time travel. Time hopping, man. Christina's going to be... Uh, like a regular old modern day, uh, what was that show back in the day? Quantum Leap. Remember that show from the 80s? Um, do, 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 do. Ellie Hernandez, I think I know where she's going with this. Ellie says, uh, I'm hoping you can answer my question. When you lose a loved one and they get reincarnated, can you still reach them? Like, my mom has been gone for 15 years, and if she has reincarnated, can she still hear me if I talk to her? I'm going to try to simplify a, a very complex subject. First of all, Ellie and, and everyone, because this is a really common question, very intelligent question. People say, how is it if reincarnation is real and people come back to Earth after they die, how is it possible for a psychic medium like myself to make contact with them and speak with them if they're already back living another lifetime in China or wherever? Um, the thing you should know is that usually when a person passes away, they're likely to spend quite a bit of time in the afterlife. Okay, now that varies. That could be 10 years, it could be 30 years, it could be 60 years. Uh, 15 years, uh, I'll put it this way, Ellie, if your mom already came back for her next lifetime, I would consider that a pretty quick turnaround. Most people spend a bit more than 15 years there. Um, but simply put, even if she has reincarnated and she's living in... Costa Rica, in a brand new body, living a new lifetime. Um, there's still a chance that she could actually hear you if you speak to her through your prayers or meditations. The reason for this is due to quantum physics, quantum mechanics. On the quantum level, it has been proven by people way smarter than myself, uh, but to make a simple story, uh, what they did in a, in a study is in a lab they had a small little particle. I don't know what it was. It was a little bit of matter, teeny tiny under a microscope. They essentially split it in half. And what they did is they kept half of this particle in controlled conditions here on Earth. And they put the other half of the particle on a space shuttle and flew it up into orbit. And what they did in this test, they, they discovered that when they would wiggle a particle, the corresponding half of that particle in outer space would wiggle and move in the same exact way at the same exact time. There was no lag, no delay whatsoever. So in other words, it was, it was almost as if two halves of, of this molecule or whatever, they were still joined, they were still connected, they were still communicating with each other instantaneously through time and space. Now if you scale that up to a larger extent, it might be possible if can our soul bilocate? Can our soul be in two different places at once? If so, um, it could be possible that your mom's living another lifetime somewhere else in the world, and yet the half of her that's still in the afterlife can hear you loud and clear when you speak to her. So please keep doing so. And I know you miss her. I guarantee she misses you too. And this is the part where, you know, unfortunately for us, you know, here on Earth, you know, it, it, to say that we miss them is an understatement. You know, when we miss our loved ones who, that have passed away, it's like a painful miss. It's like, oh my God, I just wish they were here. They miss us from their perspective in the afterlife, but it's not painful for them. They almost feel like they're a kid who's away at summer camp, and they're having a blast. They're having a great time, and, 
You know, sometimes they're having so much fun they forget to write home. <laughs> and they realize, oh, crap. Yeah, it's been a few, few months since I visited Jenny Schaefer in her dreams. I better get cracking on that. But they do miss us. They think about us all the time. And, you know, you just have to be patient and pay attention. There are so many creative ways that our loved ones in the afterlife can grab our attention, whether it's through a song, messing with our radio, causing lights to flicker. Uh, they can speak to us uh, through our dreams, those dream visits that I mentioned. Uh, they can cause a cardinal, a butterfly, a particular animal to cross your path right when you're thinking of them. They're masters of timing. So as you're going about your day and driving to and from work, pay attention to the things that are in your environment, things that are in your surroundings. It could be a bumper sticker, it could be a billboard, it could be anything around you. Your loved ones in the afterlife, they're really good at causing you to notice a certain quote or saying or picture if they know that it will have personal and spiritual meaning for you. So it's like, for, from their perspective, they don't need to reinvent the wheel. They, 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 you know, they don't even need to be overly um, uh, you know, blatant. They could be really subtle about it. You know, there's so, many, there's so much stimuli in our daily environment that one of these things floating around our, our orbit uh, could be an attention grabber, and it could, in fact, be a message that they're trying to tell you at any given time. Uh, let's see, Kim, Kim uh, Dorsty says, I've heard that angels come to us on dragonflies. And she wants to know if that's true. Uh, it can be true if you have attributed dragonflies to mean something. So here we go, it's kind of a case of chicken or the egg. You know, are your loved ones sending you dragonflies as a sign? Or have you decided that dragonflies are going to be a sign from your loved ones? Either way, they're willing to play along. But I always tell people that sometimes it's good to designate a particular thing as a sign or message because as soon as your loved ones in heaven catch wind of that, yeah, you, you'll be seeing plenty of dragonflies. Let's see, I'm gonna I'm gonna float around here, grab a few more comments. This is fun. Thank you for all the intelligent questions. Uh, I, I really love it. Let's see. Do 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 do. Ooh, here we go. Shauna Austin. Maybe some people can relate to this one. She says, I have always had prophetic dreams and so have other members of my family. I had a dream a couple months ago that my very special emotional support pet died. She did indeed die yesterday. How can I contact her or get her to hear me? I'm so sorry, Shauna. That's, ugh, it's heartbreaking, man. I know, you know, not to sound insensitive, of humans but like sometimes losing a pet is even harder than losing a person you know because i think pets the bond that we have with our pets is unique like it's really in that category of unconditional love and uh you know i'm sorry it, it give it give it a little bit of time and as far as the prophetic dreams that is actually an indicator that a person is highly intuitive and intuition uh psychic abilities, intuition, it tends to run in families. So to hear that other members of your family also have a little bit of that, you know, sixth sense going on, it's not surprising. Um, the thing that sucks, <laughs> I'm sorry to say, the thing that sucks about being so intuitive that you have dreams that come true is that when you have the occasional nightmare, you're left with anxiety because you're left wondering, okay, is that going to come true or is that a silly dream that I should disregard? Because not all dreams come true. Um, I don't know. I, it makes me wonder, Shauna, if 
if that particular prophetic dream about your pet dying, maybe it was to, uh, I don't know, almost, you know, forewarn you a little bit. So it wasn't so much of a shock. Not that it's any less painful necessarily, but sometimes if we know something's coming or we have an inkling that it's coming, it doesn't uh, it doesn't hit us so hard and you know in the, in the feels. But anyway, I'm sorry about that. In terms of signs and messages that people get from pets, sometimes they're really simple. You know, you might feel uh, a little indentation on your mattress the night after your dog passes away. You know, if your dog's spirit hops up there with you. You might hear the little the little uh, jingle jangle of your cat's uh, collar, you know, tag running through the kitchen, uh, you know, sometime after your cat passes away. You know, animal signs from animals are really simple. They're really sweet like that. And um, somebody wants to know Joanne, uh, Joanne Rivers Brown. I love Joanne. Hi, Joanne. She's great. She wants to know, do I believe in twin flames? Okay, a twin flame, kind of, sort of, like what I was talking about earlier. If you could imagine a soul who is, um, you know, basically spliced in half, and you get one half of that soul occupied by one person, one half of the soul occupied by another, two halves make a whole, kind of like a yin-yang kind of deal. And twin flame, everyone's talking about twin flames nowadays. It's kind of like a buzzword. It's like a hot topic in the spiritual communities. I'm not opposed to the idea. I mean... I've heard of crazier things that are actually true. Yeah, twin flames could exist. I don't claim to be an expert on that, but it's kind of in the wheelhouse of soulmates. I know it's not exactly a soulmate, but it's kind of similar to that topic. And soulmates do exist. Wholeheartedly believe that. In fact, uh, not to take the romance out of the equation, but I think it's possible that we each have multiple soulmates. Over the course of our life, we have different people who impact us on such a deep soul level uh, that it's almost possible to be like energetically intertwined with them. And uh, so food for thought, but that's that's my two cents. Somebody said something about a balloon. She was like, scroll up to scroll up or down to see mine. Maybe a red balloon. There's a story about a red balloon. I hope it's not about that clown from It, because that's what I think of when I think of red balloons. That creepy clown from that horror movie, It. No, thank you. I don't deal with uh, scary movies all that well. I went to see, uh, accidentally, went to see a scary movie a few weeks ago in the theaters. It's a it's a movie called Nope, right? And I saw, okay, it's about aliens and there's a UFO in it. And I'm like, sold. Like, anything with aliens, I'm there. Well, I didn't do my homework. And it was my own it was my own fault. So I get there and I realize this, this damn thing's a horror movie. It's a scary movie. And with some scenes that are so, like, traumatized, I almost wa I almost took my big bucket of buttery popcorn and left. I almost did. I stuck it out, but I almost left because that's how scary it was. I, man, I, I, I can handle aliens. I just can't handle, like, the movies where, like, there's gore and blood and guts and things are popping out at you. Call me, call me soft, but, man, I'm, in my defense, I am an empath. So, you know, when you feel things on a deeper level, sometimes scary movies are, are pretty tough. Oh, I'm going to get real controversial here, Alex Ward. Alex wants to know uh, what, she's, she said she's lost a few loved ones to suicide. She wants to know what happens to people who commit suicide. Um, look, I, I know, I know what some pastors and preachers and ministers feel on that, all right? And I'm just going to tell you what I found to be true, doing what I do for 15 years, communicating with people in the afterlife. Not once, ever, have I have I connected with the spirit of somebody who committed suicide and felt that they were in a bad place? Okay, they go to the same place everybody else goes. Call it heaven, the other side, the afterlife, 
the great beyond. And why, why wouldn't a suicide victim be granted access into paradise? I mean, for God's sakes, the reason a person takes their life is because they're already experiencing their own personal version of hell, and they want relief. Now, I'm not advocating suicide. I'm not, because every, every soul that I've connected with who took their own life, they say adamantly they regret it. They would do anything. They would trade anything and give anything to come back here and make a, a different decision. But they're not suffering. They're not in a fiery place called hell. That wouldn't make any sense. Why would, why would a divine being sentence a person to an eternity of suffering when they took their life because they were already suffering? It doesn't make sense. And uh, I don't care who says what. That's my take on it. And I guarantee everyone that Alex has lost, you know, through suicide, each and every one of them, I guarantee they were a good person. Uh, life sometimes just gets really hard, especially for people who are super sensitive. And uh, anyway, I hope that puts your heart at ease a little bit, Alex. And anyone else who's lost somebody, please know that they're in a good place. They're probably being taken under the wing by other fr friends and family who went before them. And I know this is a controversial subject, so, you know, uh, spare me the hate mail. That's just my, two, that's my, my take on it. That's dark. <laughs> Megan Cat Stevens says, I totally feel like you went over in a vehicle and had your legs pinned in a previous lifetime. I hope not. Uh, but then again, my, my toes are feeling a little tingly right now. So maybe there's a leftover carried over after effect there. I don't know. I do um, have a little anxiety about driving, but I think it's just because I just, you know, A, in my line of work, you know, as a psychic medium, I've heard umpteen stories of people passing away in car accidents, so that makes me a little, a little nervous. But also, um, just a lot of bad drivers out there, a lot of texting and driving. So I don't know if I did uh, go over, get pinned in a car in a past life. I hope those memories are way, way back there, because I don't want to, I don't want to dig that up. On a lighter note, Christina says she's been seeing a lot of white butterflies lately. That's good, possible sign from heaven there. Oh, very cool, Linda Helm. Uh, she says, you have always said to invite your loved ones into our dreams, and I did last night, and had a very comforting dream of my dad. Uh, thank you so much for your advice. That's awesome, Linda. I'm so happy uh, dad popped up for a dream. Uh, like I said, it's magical when it happens. It'll, it'll lift your mood for weeks on end. So, let's see. What's the best way to find who is your guardian angel or your spirit guides and what to read, what to read to guide, etc.? Uh, Jen Barada Pillage, just looking for more information on guardian angels, apparently. Best way to, to get better acquainted with your guardian angels, just pray on it, meditate on it, throw it out there to the universe, uh, out loud or quietly, just ask your guardian angels to, you know, chime in and uh, deliver anything, a sign, a message, an introduction as to what their names are, sometimes they will. Sometimes it's just that simple. You'll have a, a name, a thought, a word, an idea that pops into your head. And oftentimes that is from your, from your guardian angels. We each have a handful of guardian angels, on average, three or four of them in my opinion. And they're unique. They're funny. Uh, guardian angels are kind of like us humans because they've been human in, you know, past lives just like we are currently. So they're funny, they're quirky, they're different, they have unique personalities, they have unique interests. 
Some are sarcastic. Some cuss. <laughs> some help us keep our ducks in a row. Um, anyone looking for more information on angels? I do. I did publish. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. I did publish a book on angels a few years ago. It's called Not Your Average Angel Book. And like all of my books, it can be found on my website if you're interested in that. But that book's kind of chock full of good content if you're looking to better connect with your guardian angel. Z, guardian angels, plural. We all have more than one. Uh, Tracy also struggles with scary movies, violent movies. Don't see Nope, Tracy. If somebody asks you if you want to go see that movie Nope, you say Nope. Easy, easy decision there. Okay. Leslie Miller says, my daughter was watching it with her son a few miles away. I ordered a pizza for delivery, went out to see if they were here, and a red balloon was passing my house. Is that a sign or a coincidence? Um, I, I don't know exactly what you mean. Your daughter was watching it with the son. I'm not sure exactly what you mean, Leslie. But, you know, regarding balloons, butterflies, dragonflies, what have you, the most important thing is how you feel in a moment where you think that the universe or a loved one is delivering you a sign or message. Uh, do you have goosebumps? Does it give you a warm, fuzzy feeling? Uh, do you feel like energetically charged up? Uh, you know, these are all things to, to listen to. Listen to your body, mind, and spirit. Generally speaking, if you feel that something is a sign of importance, take it to heart. Don't overcomplicate it. Don't overthink it. Heck, you don't even need to, to validate it by asking a psychic or asking your friends. If you feel like something's a sign, then it probably is. I'm going to scroll, bounce around a little bit. Uh, Angela Brazil says, I believe we all make life contracts, and I'd like to know more about that. It's a fascinating topic. I fully intend to write a book about that in the future, Angela. Yes, uh, life contracts, soul contracts... Whatever you choose to call it, they're real. They exist. Uh, they kind of help make up some of the framework, some of the blueprints of our fate and destiny. So, in other words, uh, certain people in your life you are destined to cross paths with. Uh, you know, that could be a spouse, could be a child. You know, the children in our lives, they picked us. They picked us to be our parents out of all the billions of souls in the world. And please remember this, when, you're, when your teenage daughter is rebelling and driving you crazy and giving you gray hairs. She chose you because you, out of all the people, for whatever reason, are giving her the best chance to live the life that she wanted to live, to experience the things that she wanted to experience. You can call it a life contract or a soul contract. They, they really do exist. Now, keep in mind, a lot of other um, nooks and crannies of our life are filled in by free will. But yeah... Um, soul contracts do exist and they're, they're important they're they're sacred now, i don't know <laughs> uh, how we enter into them exactly i mean for some individuals maybe it's a, a handshake you know spit and shake hands in the afterlife before you come into this world for others maybe it's written in blood on a golden scroll i have no idea but some of these contracts are real and when you cross paths with you know a soulmate or a past life buddy or a kindred spirit you'll know it You'll know it in your heart of hearts. <clears throat> well, I'd love to keep going, but my throat is not cooperating. I, I um, A week ago right now, I was just recovering from strep throat, and it was, boy, that was a doozy. I feel like a million bucks right now, but my voice is still uh, recovering just a little bit. Um, 
so many good questions. I, I wish I could keep going all night. We're going to do this again shortly, maybe even later this week. Uh, meanwhile, feel free to check out my website uh, for any of my books you might be interested. Uh, I have a new podcast called So Strange and eight episodes into that. So if you kind of like all things spooky, mysterious, paranormal, check out So Strange. You can find that on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts from. And uh, also, speaking of angelic signs, here on September 15th, I'm doing a Zoom event for those around the country. It's called 33 Signs from Heaven. It's teaching you in detail how to look for signs and messages from people that you've loved and lost. So that'll be a really, uh, really good if you're the type that looks for signs. And if you want to cut to straight to the chase, if you don't want to bother looking for signs and you want me to directly connect with some people that you've lost, this Saturday's your chance to do that. This Saturday is my Heaven on Earth gallery reading via Zoom. Tickets are going really fast, but there are some available still on my website. And it's one of these events where I will be relaying messages from deceased loved ones uh, for the better part of two hours. So if you're looking for kind of an uplifting evening that has the potential to be really faith affirming, you know, message that you may have been waiting years to to be uh, to receive this Saturday's your chance. Uh, from the bottom of my heart uh, here at the Myers Manor, I want to say thanks for joining me on this fine evening and uh, wherever you call home. I hope you're snuggled in and and safe and ready for fall. So uh, thanks for staying in touch. Uh, keep in touch on here on uh, Facebook and all my other socials and uh, have a good night. Catch you next time. Okay. Thanks again for listening, and I hope you didn't mind a little change of format for today's episode. And you know, I'll do this every now and again. I'll offer you a slightly different type of episode, whether it's listener-submitted stories, live Q&A sessions, or even having on some guests on future episodes, which I'm definitely planning on doing later on this season. Before we wrap things up, I'll share with you that the So Strange letter of the day is E, E as in elephant, and as uh, many of you have already gathered, if you collect one letter from every episode of Season 1, you can unscramble those letters to come up with the mystery word of the season. Email that word to andymyersmanagement at gmail.com. It'll qualify you for some cool perks and prizes and bonus content. So uh, also be sure to, to uh, give a listen to my other podcast. It's called Paranormal Dads with my good buddies Eddie and Pat. We explore the world's monsters, myths, and mysteries, and we have a lot of laughs on that show. And uh, I'll leave a link to my Facebook page in the show notes. And in the meantime, you know, stay curious. Keep studying paranormal subjects. Keep asking a lot of questions. You know, we may never find all the answers we're looking for, but the pursuit of paranormal information is a noble quest. At any rate, we'll never run out of content here on the show because we live in a world that is so perplexing and so strange. <laughs>